Attention, all jeans. Attention, all jeans. June 6th, Tina and I will be at the Ice House doing a live episode of Your Mom's House. That is Saturday, June 6th, 7.30 p.m. We're at stage two. That's the smaller room, so make sure you get your tickets now. There's limited seating there. Uh, It's going to be a fun show. June 6th, icehousecomedy.com, and we'll see you then. Yep. That's exciting. I I'm, I'm, can't wait for the Ice House. It's going to be awesome. I like these live shows. They're so much fun. So, especially at that place. That place is amazing. Yep. I just um, ate an orange. Oh, My snap. whole face is all licky. Check it out. I have some really awesome shows coming up. I'm excited about June 11th in Fartnix, Phoenix, Arizona. Mm. Stand up live. One show only. The next day, June 12th, I am in Las Vegas at Bonkers, downtown Las Vegas. And the next day, June 13th, two shows in Calgary at the Laugh Shop. Moving it along, a few weeks later, Christine and I will be together at the Byam Theater for the DVE Comedy Festival in Pittsburgh. Get your tickets now. Here's the lineup. Bill Crawford, who's on the show there, uh, DVE, he's fantastic. Christina, myself, Michael Che from SNL, and the great Jim Norton. So that's the lineup. Killer. The DV Comedy Festival, Friday, June 26th. What's the guy you said, Tom Seguera? Yeah, Seguera. Yeah, with a Q. Um, from there, on the 27th, I go to Chicago to do a show at Park West. Very excited about that. And finally, the, the last show of the month for me, June 28th in Pontiac, Michigan at the Crowfoot. Ka-ka! ka Crowfoot. Uh, all tickets at TomSegura.com. So check those out. Please come and see me. Anything else, Jeans? June 18th through 21st, I am at the Denver Improv. That's June 18th, June 19th, what June about the 20th. 20, oh, the 20th also. 21st. Okay. I'm at the Denver Improv. So come see your mom there. That's exciting. Yeah, I like Denver. All right. That's great. I'm going to eat some um, donuts there. In Denver you are? Yeah, and they have uh, waffles and stuff. I eat, I like to eat that. You're saying it kind of like it's the only city that has that. Is, is that what you mean? It is. That's what they're known for, you famous Denver. Do you hear that sound? Yeah, what is that? It's our dog chewing on the desk. Um, che- literally chewing on the desk. <laughs> uh, that might be your phone, too. Maybe. I like, it's okay. She's got tiny little tic-tac yeah. baby teeth. I was thinking more of like this part. I you know. know. I was going to pull her. Um, we have some good stories about getting this little rascal. Um, but first to the business. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post clean clarity you get. Wow. 
How have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. More like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office and we have been saving so much money since switching over and setting up a Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash mom. That's mintmobile.com slash mom. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash mom. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is gonna be... Crazy. I don't think you guys listening are even ready for what happened. I don't think you know what's about to happen to you. But mm. all I can tell you is mommy power is real. It's real. Get your Cuban jeans on for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a put lot on, of fun. Put your conga jeans on, guys. <laughs> you so like fun. that, huh? I like that a lot. It really made me laugh. All right, let's start the show, James. Ready? Okay. I'm so ready. Let's go. Been excited for this one. Spread your legs wider. I'll show it to them. Don't you fucking look at me. Mommy. recognize that how did you recognize that that was uh from my prom night <laughs> you want more volume yeah no i can't hear now you're being a nerd being again deaf. yeah that's good that's good okay yeah everybody knows that's blue velvet duh mommy baby wants to fuck <laughs> i'm surprised we haven't done that one before yeah it's kind of long overdue i didn't know it blue velvet Mm-mm. it's uh you know cult classic that and like eraser head and 
what's the premise of Blue Velvet? What goes on? Fuck if I remember. Just a bunch of weird shit. Like, Don't, better be careful. If you you say this, we're gonna get some froggy fresh emails. <laughs> I know. How do you not fucking know? <laughs> Uh, it's the same weirdo that did Twin Peaks and all that. David Lynch. Yeah. Okay. David Lynch. So it's super weird. Oh, actually, once you say it's David Lynch, you don't have to give me the yeah, premise. It's, it's one There's of those no things. There's no normal premise in any film of his, but that's fine. I the, still enjoy them. Yeah. The thing is with David Lynch films, I feel like they're more real than anything else. How do you like, think he pitches so films? They're so weird. I don't know. He's like... At this point, he's just like, look, it's me. And they're like, all right. But so I mean, weird. back then, you think he was like, so then... And then they're like, well, now we're in the second act, <laughs> but we're not picking up any of the story yeah. from the first act. Yeah. And he's like, no, well, there's being a, a... Well, there's a lady that holds a log, and yeah. then there's a murder in the beginning you of the series. You see a fireball in her vagina, and then yeah. this guy inhales this mask, and then he has <laughs> to fuck mommy again. <laughs> All right. I mean, we'll give you a few million to make it. I don't know if we're going to release it wide or... All right. No, never. I, you know what I heard uh, that he came into prominence... He did that movie Eraserhead, mm-hmm. and it was a flop. Like people didn't initially go to watch it, but this like art movie house kept playing it over and over, like insisting on playing it. Mm-hmm. And with anything like on television, the repetition, repetition of it, dude. just like SpongeBob SquarePants initially mm-hmm. wasn't a huge success, but the network insisted on airing it over and over and, and over. then yeah, well that's why the death of any television show is when they, well, obviously they don't air it, but yeah. when they start moving the time around a lot, like when oh, they want to get rid of a shit. show, yeah, I know. it's like Tuesdays at 8, I mean <laughs> Thursday at 9. It's, it's, we moved it to Mondays at 6.30. Like, yeah. So you can't find the show, that's the death of the show. Well, that's what we learned doing this podcast even, is that you have to keep it consistent when you you know drop it, at least keep it on the same day. Yeah. Because yeah. people do not, it's fine. It's hard to find the show once you lose it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can't find anything anymore. Where am I? I'm old. Uh, old. So here's what happened this weekend. Um, (laughs) We went and we got a new little pup. P-U-Uppy. A P-U-Uppy. Basically, the motivation was, yes, we love P-U-Uppies, but we also wanted to get a buddy for the Fifinator. Like, he's, (laughs) you know... He's the best dog in the world. We adore him. But we feel like he needs a buddy. So we got this little same breed, Brussels, from Championship Line Breeder. Um, even though we love the rescue experience, we just wanted to do this once. So We wanted to do it from scratch. Yeah. We just wanted I, to try it, man. Because I always... Our, our son has such a bad attitude. I yeah. mean, Fief has the worst attitude. And it's like, what yeah. happened to him? Well, what happened in your childhood and your puppyhood that was so bad? Well, he's from the streets, yeah, and he's you know, he's been he's been through it all. I know. And so, anyways, we wanted to get this hardcore motherfucker a friend, right? Maybe to soften him up a little. Yeah, I mean, he's always pulling out cigarettes and switchblades. It's like, Jesus, dude, how about how about some fucking cuddles or something? You know, yeah. I've never pet him. Two years, I've never pet him. I know. So, anyways, we find these people. We go up north. And pick up the dog. We go into their home on Sunday morning. Pick up the dog. It's like five hours from here. On our drive back, we are hitting Kern County, which is north of nowhere Bakersfield. Oh, which you can look that up if you're not a California resident. And 
Well, hold on. First, may I say the breeder that we picked the dog up from? Yeah, was amazing. They yeah. offered us alcohol at the we middle went, of the day, yeah, noon, like noon, noon, and, and um, insisted on alcohol. Yeah, a few which is times. so rad. And then um, they're one of those people, like they're full Brussels people. Like you know, when someone collects like frogs, everything in yeah. the house is frogs. Like they had portraits painted of them and their Brussels uh, zinger. Zinger's the original sperm yes. donor of all these Brussels. He's like an award-winning dog yes, zinger. Yes, he won like a... <laughs> Zinger's world. <laughs> yeah, Zinger won a, um, what's it called? The, like a best in show? Yeah, thing. best yeah. in show mm-hmm. for the Brussels Brussels Griffon uh, category mm-hmm. in the 90s. So everything's an homage to Zinger in this woman's house, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And Elvis. A lot of Elvis plates everywhere. <laughs> a lot of collecting happening. Yeah, pretty out of control. So <laughs> we walk in. There's a ginormous portrait of her, her husband, and those dogs. Then you see a Brussels run up. Then there's kind (laughs) of like tchotchke shop Brussels paintings, posters, Brussels statues. Then we go through a door. There's like a couple Brussels running around. So cute. Then we are shown the pen where our doggy is Mm. with a couple others. And then when we left, like I thought that was all. We left. We're pulling our car around their property. Yeah. And there was another pen of like all these Brussels outside. I know. And she was beating the shit out of them. And she was like stabbing them. <laughs> no. You shut the fuck up. No, she was, no, no. She was the nicest she's lady. The nicest lady. <laughs> they're the sweetest people. Yeah. They, they're just <laughs> total like, dog people. They're dog people. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyways, when we're heading back to, yes. to LA, we stop at a gas station. Christina gets out to put... Um, Number one. To go number one. I get to put gas in the car. Now, because we had taken turns driving on this, um, a lot of times, like if, let's say we stop somewhere and I go, I'm going to go buy a bottle of water in here. Um, and normally I would have the, the keys in my pocket. I would take them out so that when I walk, because it's a keyless car, uh, I would take them so that the car doesn't beep, right? It's mm. like a, just, oh, so you don't have to hear that. So I drop them in the console. So in this case, we stopped. We had the, the new doggy in a crate. And we had Fief um, just in the car, sitting there. You go number one. I get out of the car. I'm putting gas in the car. I hear the doors lock. <laughs> and my head snaps around. And Fief has both of his paws up on the door sill. And he's looking at me like, hi. And he had just stepped on the lock the door thing with the keys in the car. A scenario that never uh, played out as a possibility. No. In so a million then, years, the dog would lock the car. It takes me a few seconds to realize what's going on. Like, I don't even, I'm not even processing. Then I go, like, I'm trying, I thought it was so automatic. I'm trying to get him to step on the, the button, the unlock button. And he's literally dancing around it. Like, his paws are going right over the one <laughs> I want him to press. And I'm like, motherfucker. Mm. So. You come out and I go. I tell you what happened. You're, I, you're fucking. I can see your heart drop. Like your face. Is yeah, because like, I'm like, there's dogs locked in the car. The windows aren't cracked. They're gonna right. die. Now, it's luckily for awful. us, it was like 70. It wasn't hot at all. No. Um, but the yeah, sun still, wasn't out. The no. clouds were covering. But the door, the car's all shut. So. Oh my god. I go. All right. I'll call AAA. <sighs> I get AAA on the phone. I and I tell them all I am from. They're like, oh, you didn't. You didn't continue your triple a plan like you discontinued it mm. and i go well can i pay to like reinstate yeah it now? i'll give you the 50 dollars asshole yeah and they go yeah absolutely Jeez. and they go let us connect you to the local 
company, the tow company, that will pop it open for you. Great. So they connect me and they go, hey, and I go, I explain the situation. I said, well, how long till you get here? And they go, oh, like, like 45 minutes at least. And I go, 45 minutes? Yeah. And I go, no, I'm not doing that. And I just hang up because I'm not, in my mind, it's still, even though we're not like in a grave emergency, I think 45 minutes is too long. It's too long. And I got to say, like, the windows were rolled up in the car. And even though the sun wasn't beating down, it was still sunny. Like, it was still light out. It was still warm out. It wasn't hot blazing. But I was like, dude, my dogs are locked in a car right now. And they're little dogs. And one's a puppy. I'm fucking losing my mind as a a dog mom. So then we go and... uh, I hate that. A guy from... The who works at the gas station, you tell him what's up. Well, here's what I do. So I go in to the cashier, and the guy behind the register is like a gangbanger, like a total gangbanger, all tatted up, yeah. totally like the clips we've been playing. Like you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> nobody's a he's like a homie. You know what I mean? Fucking homie. Yeah. And um, I go, hey, my dogs are locked in the car. Can what do you do? Have you ever helped anybody out? And he goes, well, I could break into it for you. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's go. Let's go, dude. And he goes, what I need, I need my uh, my supervisor to be behind the register, though. And I go, where is she? She's outside. So I frantically walk up to this person who is uh, smoking a cigarette and appears to be about seven months pregnant. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean it. Like, I, I'm pretty sure she was pregnant and smoking. And then she's on the phone, and I'm like, excuse me, I ma'am. I feel by the way, to, not to cut you, I'm sorry to cut you off. Don't you yeah. think that's the last... Um, judgment on someone that you're like you know it's always like don't judge people but that's when you're free to like yeah completely tear down that human being it's craziness like why are you that's the one thing besides alcohol they tell you those those are the biggies yeah (laughs) it can harm a baby could you not but the smoking one there's like (laughs) you're a real fucking turd you're an animal yeah you're an an animal animal. so of course i ask her i'd explain it to her and she's on the phone she goes i'm on my break i'm like "Uh uh-huh I go, yeah. yeah, I know that, but you know, we've got these dogs. And is there any way you could just watch the register and continue your break at a later moment? <sighs> <laughs> so she reluctantly she gets mad and she's like, "I gotta call you back." And then yeah, like I'm making a huge, huge yeah, sacrifice to be for a you fucking right human being right now. Uh, so anyway, the thug goes to his car and then comes like running up to our car, and he's doing that like prison cholo walk it's like like it's, the, the it's walk kinda, run yeah it's a but i'm I, walking fast but i don't want it yes. to look fast it's like I, yeah. i'm not allowed to run on the yard so i'm gonna kind of walk run on the yard so that you know the guards don't catch yeah. me yes so he comes up and he has like a chisel and then hidden like in his how would you say that jeans like it's it's being held on his fingers with his palms down so that you can't like conceal it yeah <laughs> it's so you concealed. can't see it as he walks the yeah. weapon uh it's like another thing to jimmy open uh-huh the window so then okay you pick up the story now so he's like he's walking over like he's gonna smash the windows and i i just go give it to me i, I basically i'm thinking is like I'm actually like, you know, you shouldn't be the one to do this because it's my car, you know? Yeah. He also gave us a hammer, which I didn't mention. Right. So the hammer, I I take it and I go like, all right, I'm just going to smash the window. The back window. We'll just fucking smash it. I'm not going to wait for fucking anybody. We'll drive with the window, with a blown out window. Just go home. Yeah. Plus we're tired. Like we had driven a lot the day before. This this is our way home. Can't really stress that enough. (laughs) Yeah. We're really over it. Over it. 
So I'm I'm like sizing up the window and le- and there's a guy putting gas in his car like at the other side of the same pump, right? And he just looks over. He's like, well, uh, um, we're like, we got our dogs in there. And he, go, I go, which window would you? But he goes, that's a nice car. I, I wouldn't do that. And I go, well, we got the, you know, we got the dogs in there. And he was like, oh, like you should. I go, it's going to take them, you know, 45 minutes from AAA. And he goes, you know, what you should try to do is um, call 911 and see if they'll send the fire department. <laughs> And I go, oh, it's worth a shot. And he goes, you don't want to smash your windows out. Yeah, he said it all nice. Yeah, and he goes, I really respect you guys. He was not, he goes, I respect you guys for even thinking like that. (laughs) But you don't have to do that. He goes, I'm an animal lover too. Yeah. So I go, well, it's worth a shot. Call 911. I I apologize immediately for (laughs) calling them. And I go, I realize this isn't a life-threatening emergency, but I got dogs in the car. And I explained the situation to them. And they're nice. And they transfer me to the fire department. Fire department says, like, look, if there's nothing, like, major going on right now, the firehouse is two miles from your gas station. So we'll call them. And if there's not a fire, we'll send them over. And I go, okay. So can you let me know? And he goes, no. I go, but you can't just tell me, like, yes or no. He goes, "Mm mm-mm. (laughs) <laughs> like either they'll show up or they won't I was mm-hmm. like great maybe I should have called AAA again anyways five minutes later fire truck pulls up three guys get out we show them what's going on and they go um, okay so they start they get their tools out now the the old school Slim Jim thing yeah, it doesn't work those don't work on new cars the mechanism is different it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't just pop it up because on the new cars, you can't even really pull. You know, it's all There's no automated. pull, yeah. yeah. So they try that. doesn't work. Then they use these wedges to try to wedge the door open. And then they put they puffed it full of air. Nothing's working. It doesn't work. But then I remember that on top of the hammer, the thug had the... Um, it's like it had a wooden grip and then a flat metal... To break into cars. Right, it's, <laughs> and it's really... It's heavy and strong. So I walk back in there because I, I could see them not making any progress. Mm. And I go sit. I describe, like, you got that tool still? And he goes, oh, they need a thug to do it. They need a thug to do it. <laughs> so right. I started laughing so hard. Hey, what's the right here, homie? It's fucking morning. <laughs> fucking. Yep. Was that the enemigos right there, homie? Yep. There we so go. He that guy it. came to our rescue, dude. <laughs> he, he gets it for me. I run out to the car. I see them still not making progress. I go, let me do this. I jab it in the door. I push. <laughs> the door opens. Let's be clear. Yeah. You had three firemen. Yeah, and none, no progress. And can I tell you, they were a little scrawny. They were. It took Oso power. Yeah. It took your bare power. I mean it. To like, you were like, Rah! like you ripped open that fucker. You were like, I'm doing yeah, this. Yeah, I, pr- I pushed it right open. <laughs> the guy stuck in the, the little, you know, yeah. blue wire thing. Yeah. Pop, he grabs the handle from the inside. I thought they were going to press unlock with the it. The way he, Fief did. Yeah, he, no, he just grabbed the handle with it. <laughs> the door opens. They couldn't have been nicer guys. We yeah. thanked them for doing what they did. Um, and we left. That was such an emotional roller coaster. Oh, my God. Um, but really, of, of all, shout out to Homeboy. Let me represent myself, homie. It's Creeper, <laughs> homie, from the G-Dop Treze gang, homie. Sound Valley gang, homie. Fucking winer from Westside Armenian Power gang, homie. Still Puro Sureños putting it right down, here, homie. homie. And Middle East, homie, in Syria. Still gang banging, not giving a fuck, homie. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's up. 
Your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. You don't have the time to go to a doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction. Through Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash YMH. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash YMH for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash YMH. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code YMH24 to get 25% off up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code YMH24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. But isn't it weird how that was in our, like, our show last week? We were just making fun of homies. Yeah. And then, like, a thug, like, a homie helps us out. Yeah. It's just, it's called justice. It was. We're like, dude, we need help. And he was like, what's calculus? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. Sometimes you need a thug, homie. He's like, ah, they need a thug to do it. They need a thug to do it. So funny, dude. Covered up in his gang tats, too. So fucking. My favorite just watching him kind of roll up on us with that stuff hidden yeah. in his hands. Yeah. You know why? Because he's used to... That's, yes. He didn't have to hide that. No. He was helping us out. He's used to he's hiding. Used to hide. <laughs> he's, all, he's used to not showing people that he has that in his hand. Yeah. yeah. He did a walk run, a yard fucking walk run. Oh, man. What so a day. fucking hilarious. Yeah, we, we were over it. You know, and also when you're just not thinking clearly, you're just so tired and you're over it. Mm-hmm. Oh, just like fucking smash the windows, bro. Um, Let's get the fuck out of here, man. So by the way, we uh, last week we played this absolutely what we deemed pretty bizarre video of a woman touching fabrics and whispering the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was weird. And of course we have silk. After number six. Mm-hmm. Beautiful red, fire red color. And we have very light, feather light look. <laughs> so awful. Fabric. God, I hate number this. Seven. This makes me more anxious now that I hear it again. Okay. All right. All right, so after 
playing that, we got bombarded with yes, emails. Chastising us. How do you hack fucks not know yeah. that this is our ASM or this whatever? Is ASMR. Fuck. Autonomous <sighs> Sensory Meridian Response. It's a, what, neologism? Is that the right way to say that? Neologism? Neologism. Neologism. A perceptual phenomenon characterized as a distinct pleasurable tingling sensation in the head, scalp, back, or peripheral regions of the body in response to visual, auditory, tactile, olfactory, or cognitive stimuli. So basically, to simplify that, there are people who, when they hear this type of whispering, they get a tingling sensation. Hmm. It's like a pleasurable feeling. It's like a head-scratching tingling. They like it. From that whispering. From that whispering. The whispering does it. There should be a podcast just for people that enjoy this very thing. Yeah, they they said that people describe the sensation as a brain massage, a head tingle, spine tingle, or brain orgasm. (laughs) Okay. Um, Whatever. A lot of people claim to have this, but there's not a lot of scientific verified data. Mm -hmm. Um, They have different triggers that stimulate it. Um, A big one is the sound of whispering. Hmm. I hope you're out there. This This is for your PTSM. I'm I'm making your brain come right now. (laughs) But what's with the fabric? So, what the fabric has to do with it, too? I think because that woman, you know, they said that like it could be something you touch also. So maybe it's the combination of the two. It's out to me. Some people say that this stuff relieves their insomnia and anxiety. Like they really well, love it. Then I'm behind it. Anything yeah. that'll do that, God, go for it. So they get like <laughs> they basically get goosebumps just hearing that woman talk wow. about fucking fabrics. It's so bizarre to me. Fucking yeah. light. Like <laughs> fabric. <laughs> fabric seven. Touching all the fabrics. It's really nice. Trees along. <laughs> yeah, it kind of ma- it makes me a little anxious. I don't like how soft and slow it is. Um, yeah. Is there you know is there is there something for whistling aversions? I hate whistling. You and me I hate it. That might be why we're married. <laughs> really? <laughs> when I hear a fucking person whistle, God. especially like you know, I feel like it's really. <laughs> obnoxious when someone does it like waiting in line yes you know like you're at the bank yes. and so yeah and you turn oh. around you're like are you out of your fucking mind right yeah. now well it's like singing it's basically no different than being like it really is hello world i'm here today it's yeah. it's like announcing yeah. your yeah. presence we're like asshole we get it you're it is here. a passive dominance it is move yes for it's sure. like birds chirping they're claiming their yeah. space yeah, you're a real oh, fucking it's asshole. So assholey, because it's not really pleasant for others to hear. Well, you're forcing people to like. There's no, there. It's a selfish move because yeah. you're saying like you have to hear me do this right yeah. now. Yeah, you're forced to listen to your dumb whistle. Yeah, go whistle in your own fucking sh- shower. Yeah. You know. Yeah, close your windows and whistle in your own place, asshole. Yeah, you <laughs> fucking try me, fatso. You fucking try me. <laughs> yeah, I hate public whistlers. Uh, Nothing makes me angrier. What do you hate more, horses or public whistlers? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> that is a fucking good one. You can fucking try me, fatso. I think I think whistlers. Whistlers over horses? Yeah, whistlers first. 
Sorry, little one. I got to move her head away every time she lifts her head up. Oh, we didn't even tell. So, like, you know, we said Bitsy is her name, but we're also actually entertaining one other. Well, I really was a fan of um, Mrs. Dr. Mrs. Dr. Mister. Yeah. Um, But it's just too much. Yeah. So the other one we're considering is? Tamar Braxton. You better get your life. Girl, get your life. Tamar. Yep. Because she's really kind of a hellion, and it's about it's all about Tamar right now. Like, she's dominating this house. She's dominating Fief. Very much dominating. She is running the show, and she's, she's just she's doing a, it all. She's a terrorist. We are the Braxtons, and you'll see that we are not like an ordinary family. So you think we can do that? You think we can stick with it? That's the thing I haven't decided. Because if we we got to commit now, it's now or we never. Do. Really, we spent an entire forty eight hours with the Bitsy. Bitsy name. It's so cutesy. I feel like we're not that cute. Right. I know. It's, I know. It's we like ain't naming, that cute. It's like muffin or something. Yeah. You know? Like we're not that. We're not. Are we those people? You know, we like it. We like it in theory, but I think in practice, we're kind of we're kind of harder. You know. So just try Tamar. Tamar. <laughs> Tamar is pretty crazy. You better get your life. <laughs> but I think it's funny to call your dog Tamar. I mean, nobody names their dog Tamar Braxton. No. It's really silly. For like Tamar, FIFO. You know? He was Theo Huxtable. Look how he sleeps now. He is yeah. passed out. <laughs> this little hellion jumps on his face, on his back, <laughs> on his tail all day when he would be sleeping. So now any moment that she's not on him, he passes out <laughs> immediately. He can't even take a shit. No, he, without... she jumps on him while he shits. <laughs> Poor guy. I feel so bad for him. Well, what we're shielding him, we're slowly learning to separate them and give him he some space. Out, out, out. I know. Poor Unreal. little feffer. Um, <laughs> Poor guy. This is pretty funny. Uh, Somebody sent this in and said, this is the original, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's Harold Letterman who does uh, ringside judging for yeah. HBO Boxing for the last fucking 40 years. Oh, it's a montage of his version of, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> which is, I got to tell you. <laughs> Jim, I got to tell you something. Jim, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something, Jim. Jim, I got to tell you. Jim, I got to tell you something. But I tell you something. Jim, I tell you something. Jim, I tell you something. I got to tell you something. Jim, I got to tell you. Jim, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you, friend. You know, I got to tell you guys something. Jim, I got to tell you. Jim, I got to tell you something. Bob, I got to tell you. Bob, I got to tell you. Jim, I got to I mean, this. <laughs> we're up to like 10, 12 fights already. This is, and it's 10, 15 seconds in. It's another minute and a half. <laughs> I tell you something, Jim. I gotta tell you something. I, I gotta tell you, Jim. I gotta tell you something. Jim, I gotta tell you. 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 Fred, I gotta tell you something. I gotta tell you. Jim. I gotta tell you Jim. Jim, I gotta tell you something. Jim, I gotta tell you. But I gotta tell you, Jim. Jim, I gotta tell you something. I gotta tell you something, Jim. But I gotta tell you. Jim, I gotta tell you something. Jim, I tell you. I gotta tell you. Jim, I gotta tell you something. I gotta tell you something. I gotta tell you something, Jim. But I gotta tell you something, Jim. Yeah. But I gotta tell you something. Jim, 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 I gotta tell you
it's a lot. There's please don't layer so many you layer it, it's even better. Don't layer it. Jim, I gotta tell you something. Jim, I gotta tell you. You know what I'm saying? 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 Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. I know it can be overwhelming. I've been in that position. And what you want when you're getting into something like jewelry is an expert to help guide you along the way. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you're not satisfied, there's 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Other big news in Starbucks in Queens uh, last week after we did the show, a manager served Maria apparently and lost her fucking mind. You know no about this? No way. Yeah. I guess Maria was in New York hmm. and uh, this is the manager at Starbucks. That manager hmm. got fired after this. Really? Yeah, for talking to Maria like that. Yeah, well, like, she does. she's the mayor of uh, Starbucks. Yeah, couldn't believe it. But yeah, customer's always right, guys. Apparently, this girl just like took one of the cookie straws or something, and this lady, I don't know, she lost her mind. I mean, she hmm. really flipped out. It's really crazy. Yeah, she took one of the straws and Yeah, it's um it was a it was uh it was a widely reported uh story where this lady I don't know how exactly but now it says that she's suspended and then she says she quit after the video. She flipped out. She was in the Elmhurst Starbucks location in Queens, New York. Um, and uh, 
here, I'll, I'll pull up the, the story. Okay, so here is, and then, so this is what prompted, I guess, this lady to flip out. I don't want that. I just want the topping part. <laughs> like you put whipped cream on as a topper. Yeah. If right. I ask for a lot more whipped cream, you're going to charge me for a fucking latte too. Right. more. You have to push the button for the whipped cream to come out. Now, my, now is that a latte? Because mm. you had to push the fucking button that says steam milk. She decided, oh, it's a latte. Mm. And I know I don't work at Starbucks, but I think I frequent there enough to know. Mm. You definitely frequent it enough yeah, to know. Yeah, I do. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's even more absurd now listening to Maria say that stuff now. Like at the time. Yeah, there she is. So apparently, here's the story, at least from this first um, report about it. The woman, according to the description, uh, she claims that she was trying to activate her Starbucks app on her phone in order mm-hmm. to pay. She claims she did not hear the employees asking for her name to be put on her cup. Mm-hmm. And then it's believed that because Chen, the woman's name, didn't hear the baristas, it may have set the manager off. From there, the screaming <coughs> match began. But that oh. was the basic thing. This article says it was she was uh, she was fired, mm-hmm. uh, and then now there's the this is the actual um, let's see this is the I guess the woman talked to somebody. I want to hear what she said. Yeah, me too. Um, she was like, suspended, and then Maria came in, <laughs> and Maria ruined my life. Um. She's but, asking about caramel drizzle, and I don't even know what that is. I don't know. I don't. I, I just wanted to make a. Bur- this employee is caught on camera losing it with a customer. While she's no longer employed by Starbucks, she is telling her side of the story to our McGee Hickey. To what? This is the angry rant from an Elmhurst Queens Starbucks employee that went viral. I mean, she really fucking goes overboard. I have three beverages. If it's, I will. The the morning, the morning before noon, it is a single bag and tea. With three and in- or awake tea with three inches of steamed soy and foam, three raw sugars, and then you add later three sponges and vanilla powder. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. The video begins with the employee screaming at the customer, seemingly over a frappuccino cookie straw. When the customer <laughs> asked to speak to the manager, the employee continues to yell, saying she is the manager. The customer, Ruby yeah. Chen, wrote about the rant on her Facebook page, which was posted on the PIX11 page and immediately got 750 shares with 250,000 reached and counting. The Starbucks <laughs> district manager then offered the customer a $100 gift card. Jeez. It's like a ticking time bomb for me. So mm-hmm. I have been disrespected by customers all the time. This is, the this is not the first time. I've had logs thrown at me. Thrown at me. The employee, who would only give what? her name as Melissa, says she quit and was not fired and said the video only tells one side of the story. She kept calling me names and then she took the frappuccino straw and she kept pointing it at my face. So Point I was, I was no. at my Point face. At my face. <laughs> my face. It's afternoon in summer that I do eventy decaf soy, sugar free, caramel frappuccino light, both extra drizzle and easy whip. Oh my God. 
already getting really upset, but then when I asked her to step to the side, um, she started getting a couple of other customers riled up. So I had five other men cursing me out. Some star. I feel like she's making up her story, this manager. <laughs> I didn't here. hear five other men cursing her out. Bucks customers were upset when they saw this employee rant. On this video, I, I can't see the customer doing anything bad. The customer performed just good. I think they shouldn't uh, treat any customer like that. Yeah. They, they shouldn't have like shoddy. Where the fuck did they mm. record this? This is in Vietnam. Is that, is that in Queens? I, I didn't understand. The, there's there's three people they've interviewed for their opinion. Yeah. And they've all not been able to. Okay. Um, it's. Um, <laughs> that's. <laughs> Do you like that? I don't think that was. Starbucks. <laughs> That's not. I want a like Starbucks. I like a, a Starbucks. <laughs> I like I, it. I have not been a Starbucks. I have a tasty. Good a Starbucks for a long time now. <laughs> you never. Uh, I never hear Asian people talking about Starbucks. <laughs> you really don't. You really? really. <laughs> this is a, it's just not an Asian topic, you know? Starbucks? No. All right, is that going to be all for you guys? No, 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 no. I would also like to get, you're going to want to write this down, by oh, the way. Boy. Oh, boy. It's cold. Definitely. Cold, venti, decaf, soy, sugar free caramel frappuccino light, oh, but with extra, extra caramel drizzle all around the cup on the top and the bottom. Sugar free syrup, please. Jesus. Well, I understand after hearing Maria talk about fucking Starbucks there in four different clips, I can understand why somebody would flip out <laughs> as a manager. Oh, yeah. hey, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the show, but... I think you have. I've been a barista. Also on the plane crash, KTV has just learned the names of the four pilots who were on board the flight. They are Captain Sum Ting Wong, We Too Low, Ho Li Fook, and Bang Ding Ow. <laughs> sorry, that bang, was, that bang was outside of Starbucks. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. So you were a, you were a barista at Starbucks. Did you deal with a lot of bullshit? Summer of 1997, I believe. How hard? What, what were the worst customers like? <sighs> um, I what really bothered me were people who wanted you to do work that wasn't work for you to do. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, the people who demanded I put in one and a half Splenda. Oh right. Or like what's the half about? Like yeah. it's bad enough you're making me put the Splenda in there for you. Like, motherfucker, that's what the condiment bar is for behind you, but you want me to do like one and a half equal? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, figure it out. That's what bothered me the most. Or people uh, um they shouldn't have like shoddy at them. A statement Sorry, that, that was the that was more of the Starbucks. Or people who demanded a certain temperature degree. Mm -hmm. There were people who were like, "I want my latte a hundred and seventy degrees." Oh yeah, and I've I've seen that. Oh my god, I've seen them come in and be like, "Oh, um, like let me get that lot that double latte to go and uh, make it two forty, if you would." Yeah, go like, fuck your two forty. Yeah, why don't you sh why don't you enema yourself with this two forty degree latte? Whoa. And I, you have to stick the thermometer in there. It's a real pain in the ass to get it to be perfect. 
And then yeah. when they come back, this isn't too forty, and you're like, okay. Let's hear these ladies talk more about Go Starbucks. Fuck yourself. Just good. I think they shouldn't uh, treat they, any customer like that. Yeah, yeah they should. Have not the hood in my voice. Treat any customer like that. <laughs> Welcome to Vietnamese.pod101.com's Bad Food Hub Tiếng Việt. The fastest, easiest, and most fun way to learn Vietnamese. I took a sip right then. Why did you do that to me? I took a <laughs> did sip. Did I get you? You got almost fucking spit it out on the dog. Oh, that's great. That was the best. And Vietnamese is really not that easy to learn. Not very. She was like, bang, 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 bang. Babe. That means not... my name is Tom. <laughs> that's not what that, how that goes. <laughs> there you go. Now you got it. Yeah, I thought you were. I didn't know you were really saying something. But <laughs> yeah, you were saying something. <laughs> that's a real thing you just said. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, here we go. All right. So I think I can win the bite. You shouldn't have like shoddy at them. A statement from Starbucks. The customer's experience is not reflective of service our baristas provide. Mm. The employee was immediately suspended and no longer works for Starbucks. Our leadership team has reached out to the customer to make things right. Oh, that now boy. former Starbucks employee had worked here for five years. She's 25 and she's now looking for another job. Damn. From Elmhurst, Queens, McGee Hickey. Five oh, years is a long years. time, man. McGee Hickey is her name. What kind of yeah. stupid name is that? The thing is, is like this girl, that's a long time to work somewhere. And she probably had worked her way up. Yeah, and she's managing it. Company. Yeah. She's probably a student and this job is really important for her. It sucks. And now she's out of work. Yeah. Oh, no. She's got to get another job. It's not, not cool. Yeah. I get it, though. Look, the public's the worst. The public? Yes. Just in general? All of it. Working, working with the public, that is the hardest it's the hardest thing. Waiting tables, working at Starbucks, cocktailing, any any service industry is it's impossibly hard. I, yeah. I have mad respect for people. I think the worst is like customer service, like the people you call when you're angry. Mm-hmm. That one I can't even imagine. What kind of patience you have to have to do that for a living, right? Yeah, it's pretty to be on the receiving end of all that abuse just every day, eight hours a day. It God bless them. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, man. <sighs> Or to work for like um, fucking Time Warner cable <laughs> to be that person has <laughs> to take millions of calls about how horrible that, that service is. Unreal. <laughs> Tamar heard that through my earphones. She heard it, huh? Mm. Um, well, it's real, it's here. Uh, as Christina said earlier, we hope your Cuban jeans are on. Um, this is amazing. This is really, really amazing. <laughs> yeah, it took us a few days just to get over it. Like, we're, it's so ridiculous that this happened. Uh, I didn't think that this would come together this way, honestly. Um, so if you're not caught up on what's going on on the show, you know, uh, well, I should tell you that we came together christine and i did you know we're creative people we do this we do stand up we write we also are musicians writers producers directors dance choreographers models skateboarders you name it and we came up with this idea and we've been trying to put it into you know existence into reality now 
of the Miami fart machine. And the idea is that you take some of the great music of Gloria Stefan and you layer it with a brown flute. So <laughs> that's really good. It's one of the first hits there that we came up with. Yeah. Um. Anyways, on the show we played that and we reached out. We you know we played a call we had with um we'll say someone like Gloria, right? Should we just come out and say it? Yeah, of course. Listen, guys, we duped you. Yeah, we that, duped you. that time we said that was Gloria Stefan. That was not Gloria Stefan. Instead, that was the extremely talented impressionist Melissa Via Senor. Mm-hmm. You can find her on Twitter at Melissa V. Here's Comedy. how good Melissa is. You know, she does like I don't know twenty characters. She does Jaylee. She has her Jaylee. Oh, Haley Joel, Haley Joel Osment. All kinds of. People she does like. rant like Bilbo Baggins. Like she does people nobody right. does. And like all impressionists, they have their go tos. Gloria's not even on hers. No. We we pitched this to her, and then like 48 hours later, she was doing the call with us, which was, and she was great. And she had a lot of people fooled, actually. A lot. A lot of people. A lot of people. And she was very funny, and she yeah. came up with some ridiculous lines that we had no clue she was going to do. It was unbelievable. So, yeah. Melissa's fantastic. We, we played that call, and then we said in the call that we were waiting to hear back from Gloria. Yeah. And a few weeks later, we did a thing where we asked you guys to tweet Gloria about what's going on with the Miami fart machine. Is this going to go on tour or not? Dude, within 24 hours, she was tweeting like, what's up with this? What's going on? And since, since I was tagged in a lot of the tweets, I tweeted her, hey, could you send me a direct message and I'll let you know? And she said, yep. She followed me. I let her know what was going on. And I said, do you want to hear the audio? And she said, yes. <laughs> so I, I sent her the audio. We got, we got Gloria Stefan's email address. Yeah, that she sent me her email. I said, yeah. can I email you more? She said, yes, I emailed her. And then I said, can we set up a call? And she said, yes. Well, here's the thing, though, is that when Gloria Stefan... <laughs> is cool enough to agree to listen to the abomination that is the Miami fart machine. We were like, do we send her the whole call of Melissa impersonating her? Like, or just, just the track of the smash hit song. So we sent Melissa's impression of her and the song and just crossed our fingers that she would be cool with it. Um, It's not something we do every day. I don't know if if everybody can put this, like can wrap their head around, but just to kind of give you, an idea um, of, of, do you understand the caliber of artists we're dealing with here? <laughs> right. Just just let me read this to you real quick. <laughs> Estefan is one of the world's best-selling music artists of all time. Yeah. With an estimated 
100 million records sold worldwide, including 31.5 million sold in the U.S. alone. She is the most successful successful crossover act to date because she had all her success in Spanish and then flipped it to English and became even more successful. So crazy. Yeah, she's on the list of like greatest artists of all time. Um, she's also super savvy businesswoman, like really, really on top of it. So it, it's it's really crazy. Um, she is wildly, wildly successful. And this this would be you know the equivalent of farting on you know like a Whitney Houston song, yeah. uh, "Rest in Peace," and her being mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, let's talk about it." Yeah. So <laughs> it's it, just unreal, amazing that she would um, entertain this. So. Well, Anyways, yeah, I just can't believe she was down to even uh, to listen, read the message, to even yeah. be a part of this lunacy. Yeah, I thought we were gonna have a little fun, get some tweets, maybe get one one tweet. But I was happy when we saw the like, what's up with this? Yeah, I saved it, I retweeted it's it. Crazy. I thought it was great. Um, it's, cra- and then it's absolutely crazy. This happened. <laughs> Hello, wow, Reina Gloria. What's going on? This is Tom and Christine, I gather. <laughs> yes, it is. it is. Correct. Thank you so much for your, uh, for your call. Well, you're, you're very welcome. It's just that, you know, the other day, I, first of all, you've got some hardcore fanage going on <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty And uh, they made me aware of a fabulous podcast that I immediately went to listen to, which is your podcast, Uh Mom's House. That's right, your Your Mom's Mom's House. House. Correct, yes. Right. So I I listened in because they said that there was something about my song and and that it was going to be great and all this incredible. And then, to my wonderment and surprise, I hear myself, supposedly, or someone impersonating me, rather, Uh (laughs) on your show. What? What? (laughs) You mean that that wasn't you? Uh, no, did that sound like me to you? Uh, I, you know, I thought it was pretty close. Wait, I just... so you're saying you didn't write the conga while you were taking a bath? No, I did not. Uh, the conga was actually written in Utrecht, Holland, when we were uh, promoting a song, that, our first song that went to number one in Europe called Dr. Beat way back in 1984. And uh, wow. we were in this little club in the middle of nowhere, and Emilio had brought his accordion. Emilio's my husband, and she's you know, yes. the manager, and, uh, you know, like, I joined his band, the Miami Latin Boys, in 1975, believe it or not. What? And, uh, yeah, baby. And so we're there, and we're performing, and uh, we ran out of material, and they were saying, we want more, we want more, in their Dutch way. And uh, so Emilio whipped out his accordion, and said, let's do these old Cuban congas that we used to play at our gig days in the weddings and bar mitzvahs and whatnot. And I said, well, that's crazy. These people don't speak Spanish. And he said, well, so what? They don't speak English either. So who cares? <laughs> and I go, true. Yeah. Very true. So we sang these legit old Cuban congas. And then when we were standing back, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, waiting to get picked up to go back to the hotel, I said to my drummer, you know, we should write a song that talks about this rhythm and uh, do it in English so people can understand where it is this thing comes from. 
And he wrote it on the tray table of the plane flying from Holland to England. You got to be kidding me. Uh, can I? So ask- I was very surprised to hear that it was in the shower that I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> now, can I ask you, when you, when you guys, like, you, you write that, like, on the tray table, uh, the first time you, like, run through it, do you have any idea, like, do you feel this is a great one? This is a hit? Do you know that immediately? I feel it. I mean, I, I always feel it. I always, the ballads, I call my sister and sing them to her to see if it'll pass the cry test. Uh-huh. Because if she starts bawling, then I know I have a good, a good hit on my hands. Uh-huh. But usually there's a feeling that something is going on. And uh, hopefully, you know, it turns out to be right. But yeah, yeah you, you kind of feel it. And I heard that you have some kind of rendition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, well... I sent over the the a version that I think you heard. It's 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 your song, but I guess you could say it's with a twist, right? Like, um, did you did you hear, hear that version? I listened. I listened to it. Is that the brown flute you said you were playing? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was the brown flute. I learned it in uh, Ollantaytambo in Peru, and I studied for years there. <laughs> and then, yeah, I got better at it, as you could see. Um, wow, you studied for years to do that? <laughs> Many what did, years. But what did you think of his technique, Gloria? Well, I thought I thought it was very interesting. I thought, I mean, how does he prepare? Does he eat massive quantities of beans or something of this nature? <laughs> I do. I, I I do carbonated drinks. I do beans. Um, sometimes uh, a, a beer or two, and then it gets the instrument ready, and then it's just you know go for it. I just go for it. Now, is there an actual instrument involved that you attach somewhere, or is this just you? This is this is just me. This is my equivalent of you know, like you. It'd be like you saying, you know, I just got my pipes. I walk up to the mic and I sing. I do pretty much the same thing. And do you use a very short mic stand when you're performing <laughs> in the city? Yeah, it's, it's pretty short. Oh, uh, yeah, it is pretty short. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I've been in your beautiful country in Peru, and of all the incredible flute playing I heard, <laughs> that was not one of them. Oh! And what's your take on this? I mean, I feel like, I know, first of all, not only are you you're an amazing uh, artist and musician, but you're a brilliant businesswoman. Do you see potential for the Miami fart machine to go around the world and just to basically pick up some cash? Well, you know, uh, I hate to break your bubble, burst your bubble, but uh-huh. the Miami fart machine exists already. It's my band after the <laughs> catering fed them beans. <laughs> and there were that rendition has already been performed in stages across the world. <laughs> And only I was privy. Of course, the audience never of caught wind of it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I get it. But yeah. I certainly suffered through the entire performance, have, especially when I got close to the horn players. <laughs> have you walked into fart clouds uh, in shows? That happens, right? That have I what? Like walked into somebody, like you're on stage, you're in the middle of a song, and then you basically walk into somebody's fart. Like into their phone. Of course. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, that okay. I, I practically banned. I banned cauliflower, broccoli, <laughs> beans. <laughs> I banned all that from catering because I like to wander around the stage when I'm performing, you know, touch sure. base with my band. And I got to tell you, 
then yes. <laughs> that, I, that had happened to me on many, many occasions. Oh, so you're saying we're late to the party then? Yeah, we're just, you know. Oh, my gosh. Um, you're a little late. You're a little late. Although, I must say that if you were, if I were just, you know, for, you know, just imagining that you were to come and perform that on the road with me, mm-hmm. I would imagine because, you know, we are artists. We demand a certain level of authenticity. Right. We would demand that you play that live, you know, because I have a feeling that when you recorded that, you used Pro Tools or something. <laughs> because I can't believe the, you're, you're calling me out on that. That's really something. The, well, it's got to be because you didn't even have time to reload. It's like every other note is being that's just physically impossible as far as I can see. Well, you haven't seen me perform. Let's just say that. I would love to get the opportunity to show you sometime. Well, Christina, I, you know, my condolences to you. <laughs> I know. Because... Uh, I can just imagine him practicing for a performance. Oh, yeah. It's a story of my life. At home. Yeah. All the time. Now, Gloria, real quick, two things. Um, one is that we shoot our pilot next week for our TV show. If we get picked up to series, can we do an episode about the Miami Fart Machine with you? Uh, it's fine with me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I, listen I, gr- I grew up around musicians, and I had a teenage son at one point. He's older now. But... Uh, I, that is a very, very clear experience in my life <laughs> with the boys in the band and my kids. So, um, and then most definitely, it would be my pleasure. Secondly, I wanted to ask. First, I mean, I, I want to thank you profusely for your time yes. and for yeah. responding. You're the coolest. I never would have imagined. Yeah, this was this so was... unexpected. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. Uh, but what do you have? Because you, we, we exchanged an email. A Broadway show premiering. Because I've seen other yes. stuff about it. Tell us about that. I'm actually, yeah, we just landed in Chicago right now on June 2nd. It opens here, uh, the previews, and it's called On Your Feet, and it's very autobiographical. And I'm sure that if you come uh, and sit in the pit, you will experience, you know, what you have done with your Miami (laughs) Park machine quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, we're super psyched. Uh, It's going to be, it debuts on Broadway and previews on October 5th, and November 5th is the official opening on Broadway at the Marquee Theater, and... Oh my God, we're we're beside ourselves. We're super happy, and That's so cool. uh, it's we're super excited. So uh, thank you for um, yeah allowing me to talk about that too. Oh, please, despite That's... the fact that uh, you know definitely your song is a big hit. From what I see, <laughs> all your fans yeah. talking. I want to know. I want to know Emilio's thoughts. If you don't mind, uh, at some point, please. Please share the the song with oh, him. Oh, you want you, you want to know the the uh, Emilio stuff? I'm going to put him on right now. He has some questions oh! about copyright issues. Okay. Hold on. Hi, Tom. Hi, Emilio. How are you? How are you? I just want to check what key. What key do you see the song? Well, you know, I try to stay. I try to stay. You have uh, to listen. You have to be able to tune your thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm working on it, man. You know, I'm working on it. I'm trying to get it. I want to be sure, just in case for, for copyright, in case we want to use it in a documentary or something. Absolutely. I want to know the key. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I, I think it's G, but I'm not really sure. I'm going to work on it. You know what I think is best? I'm going to Florida in November. I'll just swing by the offices, and we'll work it out there. Please, do. Come, come say hello. And listen, thank you so very so much. I mean, Gloria, we've been having a lot of fun. All you fans love you very much, and you want and your wife, and you know, and and and, uh, and we're big fans. And thank you for doing this. This is great. Oh, you but are. I want to be sure you. that I, 
I, I learned how to play in the piano the part, so I know the key. So that, <laughs> will you call me back and tell me the key? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yes. And by the way, we really enjoyed you on that uh, that great hotel show. Um, we you were uh, you were featured in that Miami episode, and it was awesome. You were fantastic in it. Uh, that, that's great, man. Thank you so much. Uh, hold on, I want to transfer glory, but I just want to give you a big hug to you and Christina and the North. Uh, all the best to you. All Thank the you. Uh, good luck on the show. Muchas hold gracias. On. Yes. Okay. Hey, do you guys have kids yet? No. no. Just dogs. Just dogs. Oh, we get, just got well, another get puppy. ready. Yeah. They're going to upstage you on that, uh, <laughs> on your little talent there. All right. We'll see. Well, we, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try to teach them a few things before they teach us. Um, and I hope and I hope you wash your underwear thoroughly after your performance because I would not want Christine to have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Gloria, thank you so much for your time with this. Um I am uh, I'm having um a lawyer draft up some paperwork just for clearance stuff and then I will what I'll do is I'll I'll kind of map out the tour. And then I'll make sure. Okay. We, and then, by the way, how are we going to split the gate? That's one thing we haven't talked about yet. Are we going to do like a 60-40 split? Like, how will that work? Uh, well, I'll have to talk to, to the other writer, you know, Kiki Garcia. I'm sure he's going to have something to say about it. Although he was one of the culprits, one of the big culprits in uh, being, you know, the first to do what you did. Uh-huh. But uh, it's right up our alley. Let's see, you know, times are tough. We can't be giving away <laughs> any little slice of anything that we can get. That's so uh, okay. we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it. We'll talk. It's wonderful. Okay. We'll talk. Well, because, you, you know, it, the song is actually done. I know you've added your creative vision, but yes. in, in essence, if you know what I mean, it, yes. it's kind of done. So we'll see. We'll talk about I what I feel like it's in. a remix, but it's pretty, it's pretty noteworthy of, of a remix. You know what I mean? A remix. It's more like a refried mix. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Let's Very see true. what you'll get for that. Okay. All right. We'll work it out. You're the best. Right. You're the best, Gloria. Thank you so much. Hey, so hugs cool. to both of you. And you congrats on your pilot. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you, Gloria. All right. Take care. All right. Ciao. Bye. Bye-bye. And I want to see who did me. Who did me? Who was she? Oh, Melissa Villasenor. I'm going to have her uh, send you an email or a tweet if that's all right. And then. Okay, well, my lawyers will be drawing up the paper uh, to send to her. Okay. For right. violating my persona here. Did you like her impression? She 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 hadn't done it before. She learned. She tried it like the day before. She tried, you know. Well, you know. It was okay, but man, she was a little bit too laid back there, you know. <laughs> you get you got you gotta you gotta go for the throat. Someone's copping your stuff. All right. I'll <laughs> let her know. I'll let her know for sure. Tell her to get ready. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Take Thanks. Care. Bye, Gloria. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I mean are you I I can't I still can't get over it. I can't get over it. How cool are Gloria and Emilio Estefan? Which doesn't get any better. They were so cool about this. You know what the, the real lesson is here? Oh, my gosh. Two things. <laughs> yeah. One, this show does have the best fans. Absolutely. When you guys, when we've done this kind of stuff. You know, you guys got us Brace. <laughs> yep. When we, when we wanted Brace a couple years ago, you guys got Brace to respond. <laughs> fuck off. Get the fuck out and don't come back. You guys went after him. <laughs> we had Brace on during the first season of Gigolos. This is before he did any press. Yeah. Um, we've done it with other people, but you guys, listeners, 
thank you for making that happen. The other thing, there's just no words to describe how cool Gloria and Emilio Stefan are. Dude, how how funny was she? They're like, so great. How amazing was that that they had the the best sense of humor about it? I'll tell you this too. Oh my god, I, this is a definite bias, but I really feel like. It's because they're cool Latino. People. I think so too. I actually Latins thought that. Are like, I mean, I, fun. I, I have a suit. Yeah, I have super bias on it, but they are fun people, man. Why so fun? What is it? Because I don't know. There's just a certain like they 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 find joy <laughs> in in life. They're yeah. just you know they they thought it was funny. They thought it was silly. They like you know this is they don't need to call into our podcast, but like they she did not they thought to. it was a good time. They're just she cool goes, people. it's a refried remix. <laughs> Hilarious! So I can't believe it. And she, I still can't believe it. She said we're gonna talk about chopping up the gate, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna uh, just consult with other people. And then, how about the story of how Jesus. Congo was really written on a fucking plane? Crazy. Tray. Crazy, insane. I, I mean, I was a kid. We, we were both children when that song came out. Yeah, but I, I think if you were alive and that song came out, it, you, it, there was no escaping that song. No, it was tremendous, and she had so many other hits too. I mean, oh yeah, man. Jesus Christ, talk about a career. No, the career is is crazy. What is that? Uh, I'm trying to think of that other. Get on your feet. Yeah, get and, on. And that's yes. the name of her uh, her Broadway specials on your feet. So if you're in the Chicago neighborhood, that's for the preview. Oh, the preview. The so Broadway preview is going to run next month in June. Okay, in Chicago. In Chicago, and then they, they go to Broadway in October. Crazy. Yeah, just um, unbelievable. Oh, and the but the but the other big one. Um, rhythm is going to get you. Rhythm is gonna get you. Yeah, we, we were finding a way. Remember, we were looking at that song to try to put farts on that. Yeah, well, I think that's next. Rhythm is going to get you. I think so. Tonight. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's a pretty good away, away. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. And then she good. sings that song Anything for you, but you're not here. Did I sound just like her? That sounded really good. <laughs> that was really good. And they have that hotel in Miami too, right? Uh yeah. Well they own uh, she has all kinds of business holdings, man. Like <sighs> Smart. She's on top of it. She's a smart lady, man. Smart lady. Those Cubans, I'm telling you. Ricky Ricardo, okay. too. Smart Cuban. Here innovator. we go. Ready? I'm ready. Uh, they own several Cuban-themed restaurants. Bongo's Cuban Cafe, Ladios on the Beach. <laughs> uh, they're located in Miami Beach, downtown Miami. Um, also, I, I believe, at the Seminole, Seaman Hole, Hardcock hey. Hotel Casino. Um, they're in Walt Disney World, blah blah blah. Miami International. They own two hotels. Crazy. Um, one in Miami Beach, one in Vero Beach. Um, let's see. Estefan was appointed board of directors of Univision Communications. Oh my lord! Are you ready for this next sentence? Mm. The Estefan's estimated net worth as of 2011 was approximately 700 million dollars. <laughs> Love it. In 2009, her and her husband became the first Hispanics. To buy uh, an ownership stake in the NFL team, the Miami Dolphins. So they're also Jesus. Yeah. And they're a husband and wife duo. Like they us. are. They're like they wear their jeans. Two mommies, one jeans. That's what they do. The yep. Estefan jeans. 
Stefan jeans. Yep. Yeah, they're awesome. But so. I like that. I like their story, man. They're immigrants. And yeah, they that's why they have a Broadway show. It's going it. to be the story about them together. So cool, man. That was the coolest thing that's ever happened on the show, I think. Yeah, it, it is. One it is. of the most unexpected, cool things. Because, you know, you never know with a star as big as her if she's going to be cool. Yeah. You know, you think you think Garth Brooks is going to take our call of the Miami fart machine. I mean, I Garth, don't think so. I don't know. I don't think Garth would do that. Garth isn't like he's not down with us the way the way that other people are. You know, guys, tweet Gloria and tell her thank you for coming on our show. Yeah, please. Please do. Please thank her and tell her how cool she was for yes. doing it. Because that was really special. She did not have to do that. I like that. Yeah. She's a big star. She doesn't need to to mess with us, but she did. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. One of the coolest moments on the show by far. Um, it looks like they also have a rum. Are you serious? Yeah. She's And she's got two kids. Um, I think she said she had a teenage son. I, I thought she said she had two. I don't know. Unbelievable. I don't see it, but yeah. Yep. It's pretty pretty crazy. You know, crazy t- thing. Excuse me. Tuckered out like the puppy. It's been a long day. That was exciting, and then now you're tuckered out. Yeah, it wore me out, right? I know. Day. There's a lot of excitement going on in this house. Gloria stuff on and the puppy and Tomorrow I go get my, my hair did for our for our pilot so we have fresh hair. I'm excited for that. Because we can finally say we're shooting our pilot next week. Yeah. Based on your mom's house. That's it. Um so I get my hair did tomorrow. <laughs> and then when I get back I have a little bit of time and then I go work out to go get nice and strong. Yeah. And then um, I have a show tomorrow night and then yeah farther out what do you do for your workout does he have you get into a river and then you hunt the wild salmon out of the river with your teeth and then does he have you do things like scratch on um, trees Mm -hmm. dig through garbage and then he goes dig through that garbage bear what about when you get the honeycomb and it's got tons of bees and then he's like just bite into a bear let those bees sting you let those bees sting you I'm not a bear. <laughs> um, this came into the show a lot. Yeah. Speaking of farts, um, this is a a seven tone fart symphony. I loved this. Let me tell you, this this came in, and I watched this video, and it tickled me. It tickled me so thoroughly. Now, there's the part of the brilliance of this is that there's copy that comes up at certain points throughout. Mm. The video, right? So I'll read the copy, sure. As the um, person who made this video sure. intended, okay. Here you go. This is the greatest fart I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> and it says now at this point it says I love the laugh after yeah. always. Always it says what's so special about that? <laughs> Listen again. Now it says, let's slow that down. <laughs> that is a major seventh arpeggio <laughs> in the key of B flat with a trill at the end. <laughs> then it shows you the notes. Here it is played by a flute and again by my butt. <laughs> Pull 
It is my magnum anus. <laughs> my rectum opus. That's really good. <laughs> Where was this guy? Where was this guy when we recorded Miami Fart Machine? Yeah, he could have really helped us. Um, this <laughs> is we're gonna amazing. post on the site. So good. Yeah. Did you post this? Yeah. Uh, your mom's oh. house podcast.com the clips page we'll get that up there really neat work thank you sir <laughs> so unbelievable oh, the world is a magical place Tom you never know what's gonna happen never know it is amazing you could hear a fart that has a song to it you could talk to Gloria Stefan on our show about farts about farts of all horrible things yep um, oh, man, that is good stuff. That is life. It is. It is, man. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. It's time to be honest. Jeans. About? Truth is... I feel like I haven't gone in a while now. What do you mean? I need to get my foofies checked. Okay. Um, well, how long has it been? Well, I guess for some reason I was—I've been real, like in my mind waiting for them because they've set up appointments before for us. Yeah. That I'm like, oh, they'll call me for that next cleaning. But I feel oh. like it's definitely been over six months now. Well, here's what I do when I get my cleaning done. I make the appointment six months from then. I, but I feel like I did that, anyway. but I haven't, you know. I don't I think you heard. did because I remember asking. Really? We just got a call, Jeans. Because hmm. I had to switch mine around because it was going to be next week and we can't because we're shooting. Well, I need to do it. And I'm, I'm putting it out there so that I'm held accountable. Yeah, you should do it, man. Get, as get much as cleanings. we talk about it on our show, for I me know. to go without it now. Can I tell you what's really alarming to me is I have to replace a crown, and I really don't want to do that because that's like fifteen hundred bucks. It's yeah. gonna be fucking annoying. You know what I mean? I'm just not. I'm not in the mood for it, but I got to do it. Otherwise, it's gonna be another root canal. Well, listen. We also got this email for from a dental update. Hey guys. I've been listening to your podcast about six months, and in that time, my dental hygiene game has gone from average to beyond fleek. Mm. I used to just brush in the mornings and before bed. <laughs> I use mouthwash every morning and floss semi-weekly, and of course, I'd see my dentist every six months. That's all in the past. Nowadays, I brush damn near every time I pass yeah. the bathroom. All right. With a brush time, it's <laughs> gone from a few seconds to a few minutes. I keep mouthwash in my car, and I floss daily. Next month, when I see my dentist... I'm asking him which high-end electronic toothbrush he recommends. Why the drastic change, you might ask? Well, it's because you dicks have made me paranoid about <laughs> dad mouth. I'm 34 and have a four-year-old son. You guys have made me hyper-aware of my potential for shit mouth whenever I'm close to him. It's especially bad during, during bedtime stories. Scent really is the strongest sense tied to memory. Then the last thing I want is for him to grow up Get stuck in traffic behind a garbage truck in July and has a flashback of me reading him Goodnight Moon. <laughs> so thanks for helping me become a better parent. Love you, mommies. <laughs> Joe. P.S. Dear Mommy Tina, mm. while I think 
Wipe gate was blown way out of proportion. <laughs> Your stance on peanut butter is fucking barbaric. <laughs> okay. Shaky cheese all the way, though. Well, well, well. So, all right. Answer to that shit. So amazing. I'm so glad we're helping one dad, one dad at a time. One dad at a time. One dad mouth at a time. Did that, can dad mouth happen in your 30s, though? I feel like... I think it can. As soon as you're a parent, it can happen. <laughs> dad mouth is completely possible. It's the moment that your wife pops the baby out of, of her vagine and... The moment your... Your breath just gets rank. <laughs> yep. The, the moment you're a parent, your mouth just starts to disintegrate. Sewer. It just turns into dad sewer. Yeah, it might as well start pissing in your mouth. <laughs> See, I was under the impression that dad mouth started later, but... Now that no. I think back on my years with my dad, I feel like dad mouths has it's just always been there. And dad there. dumps. We need to come up uh, dad dumps. Dad too. dumps are way different than regular people dumps. <laughs> right. Yeah. Why are dad dumps so bad? Because they're dudes and they eat trash and they've been on earth longer. That's why. <laughs> You know, when you first smell your dad's <laughs> shit, your dad is probably thirty years old. His rotting body is just—it's falling apart, and he drinks beer and eats steaks. Yeah, that's my dad. Yeah, that it's, was a, my it's dad. like a fucking garbage truck. <laughs> that's what your dad. I is. know, I know what it is. So it's the festering intestines of dad dumps, and the and the stink works its way up into his esophagus into dad mouth. And it's thirty it's years all there. longer than you've been like. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, have you ever gone someplace that's been abandoned for years? Yeah. Run down. Dumpster. That's your dad's body. It's a run down fucking trash compost. <laughs> I picture my dad's body. <laughs> yeah, like a. Your dad's inside. Like a garbage dump. He just eats colbas <laughs> and he drinks. Oh, it's no, it's sausage, sausage, fresca, and beer for the last 68 years of his life. Come on. Yeah, I'm Imagine I'm what those intestines look like. And head cheese. Head cheese, sausage, fresca, beer, Dude, and horseradish. He's an absolute savage. He's an animal. I, I don't know how he's still kicking. I'm Thank God he is. Knock on, you know, geez. Yeah, but I remember, man, my dad used to drink a lot more beer back in the day. And he, he gets up, my poor father, you know, he works, as, he works as a forklift. He had a forklift business his whole life. And he would wake up at the crack of dawn, like 6 a.m., and just take that beer dump. And I remember, like, that smell just wafts from under the bathroom door. It would waft, like, down the hall into, like, my room. And, like, oh, my dad's taking a shit this morning. Like, it, his dumps would wake me up. My dad's dumps are un Of course. Real. The whole world knows about them. Yeah, his, his dumps. What do they smell like? I, I remember smelling, like... I remember walking into a bathroom after my dad shit when I was a kid <laughs> and just being like, that smells unlike anything I've ever smelled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It didn't smell like yeah. my shit. It didn't smell like my siblings. No. It didn't smell like my mother's. It's dad dumps. It was so much more intense. Yeah. And it was so much more rotten and powerful. <laughs> I mean, they really, really stunk, man. And I think, too, because our dads are from that generation that doesn't drink water. Yep. And doesn't believe in consuming vegetables of any kind. It smelled it really smelled like a dead animal <laughs> and like and, and it smelled like poison. It smelled like rotting poison. Yeah. Napalm. The napalm. Oh shit. my god. It, it burned and I was like, oh it smelled unhealthy. That's the best way to describe it. it smelled like something is wrong. Every shit of my dad smells like something's wrong. Uh, dad dumps. Hey, you're a philosopher. What do you think yeah. of this right here? Tell tell us what your thought on this sure. is. Sure. 
Thoughts by Dwayne Thomas. It was only the need to know to me. You know, if I don't need to, if you don't have anything to do with what I'm doing, there's no need, no need in me actually knowing. So when it came up to someone asked me whether I knew something or not, I said, well, I don't know that. As opposed to, well, let me see. Well, let me think. Let me give you my opinion. You didn't ask for my opinion. You asked me whether I actually knew something or not. So I was practicing on being as precise as possible and answering exactly what you asked me as opposed to coming in with something else that you're not asking me. You understand? Nope. Uh, well, that was given to me. That was given to me on a flash. By the way, that's the coolest thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when someone's like, I got a great clip for you. This guy gave me that's a good. flash drive. Can I play this on That's Z, bro? You absolutely can. That's amazing. Uh, he gave us a note too. Hey, mommies, I've been trying for the last year to get this clip to you. Hmm. I searched on the internet, couldn't find it anywhere. It's from an old NFL bloopers DVD that went missing amongst a group of my friends. Hmm. I got it back. I ripped it, put it on this. What you are one of the few people that hold the copies of this exact clip. I feel like it speaks for itself. I've watched it a hundred times. Can't figure out what the <laughs> fuck he's saying. You know what I'm saying? Even more so, what was the question? Hope you mommies enjoy. Looking forward to your set. Oh, he came to a Denver show. And he's looking forward to seeing you, he says, in June. Peace, love, and farts. Ben Milo. Uh, or Milhow? M-E-A-L-H-O-W? Milho? Milo. Milo. Thanks for that, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Um, I'll tell you what I can I tell you what I think's going on. Sure, I, I think I kind of know. I think what's going on here is what he's what he's trying to say is that he only, because I can uh, when you put it in football terms, it starts to make more sense to me. Oh. He only knows and cares about what his assignment is on each play. So, in oh. other words, let's say he's a de- he's a defensive back, and they go well on this coverage when they're doing this. Uh, do you know what that guy's supposed to do? And he's like, no, mm-hmm. because I'm only I only focus on what I'm supposed to do. Like I'm supposed to cover the guy that comes over the flat, or if there's nobody there, then I drop back into double coverage with this guy. If you're asking me what anybody else, if they don't, if it doesn't pertain to my assignment, then my answer is I don't know because I'm not gonna. I'm not going to put extra information in there yeah. if it doesn't affect me. Now, I didn't understand a lot of what you just said in terms of football things. Right. But, but the, I, th- I think the essence of what you're saying is he's going to admit to what he does not know, and what he does not know is what he does not know, rather than assume knowledge. By Dwayne Thomas. It was only the need to know to me. You know, if I don't need to... If you don't have anything to do with what I'm doing, there's no need to right. me actually knowing. So when it came up to someone asking me whether I knew something or not, I said, well, I don't know that. As opposed to, well, let me see. Well, let me think. Let me give you my opinion. You didn't ask for my opinion. You asked me whether I actually knew something or not. So I was practicing on being as precise as possible and answering exactly what you asked me as opposed to coming in with something else that you're not asking me. Yeah, I think it's the admittance of what you don't know. It's as simple as saying, I don't know the answer, as opposed to, well, let me but, fucking try to bend my brain around it. Right, and just and say something for the sake yeah. of speaking. Mm-hmm. But he's also, it's a good thing, it's a thing it's about... Right. It actually kind of makes sense. It's also, I'm not going to allow other information that doesn't affect mm-hmm. my job. To get in the way of yes. that and cl- and cloud my thinking. Exactly. I like that. I, like, I want to hear more what that guy has to say. This is like, Dwayne you know? Thomas. Dwayne, I like you. Dwayne Thomas. Um, all right, Jeans. Now, Can I add one more thing to our dad dumps and dad mouth? Of course. What about mom sloppers? Mom sloppers. 
Yeah, those tits don't really start to hang until you become a mom. Yeah. I mean, there's big tits out there, yeah. but nothing like mom sloppers. Mom sloppers are a whole new level yeah. of slops. Yep. Because after you breastfeed, I'm assuming, is when they start to hang. Yeah. They look like grapefruits. Tell us about your mom's sloppers if you're listening. Holy. Oh, oh I like my... Yeah. My mom has the big biggest sloppers. Yeah. yeah. She's just... Since I've known her, they've always been big and hanging like Nat Geo titties, you know? Yeah. Um, and huge, just double D's her whole life. Yeah, my mom's got big fucking tits. Yeah. Yeah, real big tits. <laughs> but have you seen them braless? Have you ever seen them unleashed? I've seen them unleashed, uh, but covered. In other words, like in pajamas. Sure. Where you see them like kind of hanging around the waistline, that kind of thing. <laughs> But I've never seen, like, you know... Like, mom not slops. Nude, not nude, no. I will say my mom, all things... All things... Uh, what, all things considered? Is yeah. That what I'm, I'm so tired. Uh, she used to wear just a tube top and a skirt around the house. Mm -hmm. And for a woman in her 40s, her slops hang pretty high. They hung pretty high. At the yep. Time. She had a nice rack on her despite breastfeeding me. But, yeah. you know, now I don't know. I don't know. I mean... They're jigglers. If you had like um, you know some real mom slops on you, would you get them lifted? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm so against plastic surgery. You're against it? Well, just personally, not for other people. Like, if you really feel badly by yourself, change it, of course. But I don't know. We'll have to cross that bridge, you know. If, yeah. they're, if they're really fucked up, <laughs> not fucked up. But let's say they just they rest like just below your waist. You know, <laughs> I'm not depends how old I am. Like, if they did that now, then I'd be like, yeah, I should probably, lift I need help. Up. Yeah. I would lift them, but I wouldn't add any any meat. No. I what would are you, have out them, of your mind? Yeah, I would have them deflate the meat, actually, if deflate they could. The There's meat. so well, much meat. I'd have meat. them deflate our marriage if you deflated the meat. <laughs> Get out of here. And they're so big. Um, God. To go out, I mean, we played it a few weeks ago. We might have even played it last week. We gave a sample today, but do you think because Gloria was on this episode, we should go out on the Miami fart machine? I would love that. Yeah, I feel like I would, it should. I, would love, I, can't, I still can't believe she came on. We played it before, but I mean, look, this Gloria Stefan was on this episode, so there's no way around it. Um, no, special. Jeans, thank you guys for helping us make that happen. And a huge thank you to Gloria and Emilio Estefan for making time for your mom's house. And Melissa Villasenor. Oh, my God. Melissa Villasenor is at, amazing. At Melissa V Comedy. Guys, check her out. Send Melissa a tweet and tell her how much you loved her impression as well because she really did a killer job. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. Amazing talent. Um, all right. Well, we'll be back next week. We we'll probably won't have a multi-platinum award-selling <laughs> Grammy-winning artist. Probably but, not. Um, we'll have fun next week, too. So thanks for listening, Jeans. Love you, mommies. Love you. Bye, jeans. Come on, shake your body, baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. Come on, shake your body, baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer.
one. 